This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And get ready because geekiness commences in three, two, one. Hold on. I have to make sure my hair is well adjusted. It looks it looks like it normally does kind of like crap. Yeah? I don't know. Is that what crap looks like, my hair? Like when you take a crap in the toilet, do you look in the toilet and then think to yourself, oh, that looks like Cody. Is that what happens? No, just your hair. Yeah. Oh, that looks like Cody's hair. Okay. I understand. You right. should what you should Snapchat me a picture of your crap sometime because now I'm really interested in uh, in exploring this animosity of a thing. All I do is eat pictures of you, and so my shit looks like you. It's a weird diet. It doesn't work that well. I normally I normally don't feel that well. Um, pictures don't digest well. I already like where this episode is going. In fact, I like where it's gone. Frankly. Yeah. I like where it's gone. I do too. Anytime, anytime we get to talk about y- my sh- looking like you, yeah, I really think that's the start of something special. You know what else is the start of something special? Episode 6969 of Unqualified Gamers, a video game podcast, podcast where two people talk this about video games. This is not episode 696969 of our podcast. This is episode 78 of our podcast, Unqualified Gamers, with me, Cody, okay. and you, Jonathan. Jonathan, that's correct. That's close. That's what if your name enough. was spelled J-O-N-A-T-H-O-N? What would you do with yourself? How would you live with yourself? I'd probably go on... I'd probably go on living like I cool. normally do. All right. Well, that sounds miserable. Look, nobody can nobody can spell my name as it is, so I could have apostrophes in there, and it you wouldn't matter. You could have a, a, a Potter fee. Is that like a Harry Potter fee? No, it's a Pokemon. Oh, okay. A Potter fee cool. is a Pokemon. Hey, oh, look. So I could. I I didn't notice the listener there. Hello, listener. You're not Jonathan or Cody. You're listening to us. Is your role? For which we apologize. <laughs> Yes, yes, verily. Um, today we are going to talk about not a lot. I have a, a minor update in my progress in Bravely Default, and I'd like to talk about a mm-hmm. video game that we've talked about before that I played a lot of this weekend. Because um, uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen, uh, shockingly, not one of the Fabula Nova Crystallic, uh series. I believe that's the French pronunciation. Um, no, actually, Civilization Five. Sid Meier's Civilization V, as Twitch TV would call it. Mm. Yes. Yeah, the great Sid uh, But So this is a, a shorter podcast. You know, it's the summertime. John's doing construction on his home. I I look like crap because I just finished doing DDP yoga, so that's still happening. So that's your excuse. That is my excuse this week, yes. Got it. Okay. So, no, I just finished doing it. Uh, today I began week, uh, I don't have my sheet, four or five, I think five or, no, week six of the intermediate level. So I just did energy and red hot core. I've done energy like a bunch of times. Red hot core is new to me. Red hot I just core. did it and it's a lot of ab work, obviously, as it is called red hot core. And it was very hard and I sweated. Uh-huh. I was sweated a lot. I, I sweated sweated. Okay. a lot. So I'm sw- Yeah, sweating is sweating is okay. Yes, yeah, so okay fortunately you can't smell me, so we're good. But 
That is that. So that is my report on my last uh, hour of my life. John, tell me about your last hour of your life. Specifically. Mm, It's probably... You probably don't want to know. Probably not. So then tell me about something something else, like your weekend. Did you work all weekend? I did. I worked all weekend, um, and it was... You know, I... I kind of take for granted the fact that I live four minutes. Like when I'm living at home, I live four minutes from work. But when I'm living where I'm at now, it's like a half an hour from work, about 20 minutes to a half an hour from work. And I kind of take that for granted because uh, basically I have an hour less of my day with which to do stuff. So, um, yeah, I would get back from work and actually we had like dinner plans each of the nights over the weekend which were my two weekend days, which I worked both of those days. Friday, I worked 12 hours. And then uh, Monday evening, we had plans um, because we had I had another contractor come over to the house. I have all the contractors Oh, you hired, hired the contractors. Everybody's hired. Good. Everybody's hired. Everybody's hired. I money for everybody. Uh, so everybody is hired. Uh, and so that was Monday night. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I worked twelve hours both of those days. So like, I have I haven't done anything. I haven't. You haven't played haven't any video anything. games. <laughs> I'm so lonely. <sighs> uh, no, actually, I you know, so I I was able to steal away twenty to thirty minutes here and there, and it's actually the perfect amount of time to play Diablo 3, which I said I wasn't going to play until the, the the next patch came out, but it's the perfect amount of time to play a chapter's worth of bounties. So, I've talked about it before, but there's a bounty, there's, there's in the adventure mode in the new system, they basically give you small objectives in every act and they randomize them every time you load the game, and it basically just keeps the game fresh by giving you new things to do each time. And it's like, 20 to 30 minutes is just enough time to do all five bounties in one act to then get the extra cache of items that you get at the end of doing that. And so I found myself doing that uh, like two or three times with the free time that I had, but that was pretty much it. I also mindlessly ground some levels in Final Fantasy V, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, and so so listen, that's John's advice for the week, is if you find black mold in your basement and have to unexpectedly rip the entire thing out and spend all your money on contractors and you find yourself with little free time because you also have a baby, play Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very real advice. That's, that's kind of what I... I mean, that's kind of where I was going with what I right. said. Right, I just wanted... So yeah, no, that's, ex- that's kind of exactly Yeah, what I just I wanted to dot your I and uh, cross your T and... Uh, yeah, I, pr- I appreciate yeah, you doing that yeah. for me. Anytime. Anytime. I'm glad that you find a, found a game that you could eat, uh, play, eat, play game, <laughs> as a Twitter handle, in bite-sized chunks. Like D3. I'm happy yeah. for you. Yeah, so how was your weekend? What'd you do? Don't remember. Don't remember. Don't remember. Pretty okay. Much, that's pretty much it. I think you played a lot of Civ Five. I think you know I can that's tell you true. I actually weekend. pretty much all I did was play Civ Five. Uh, you know what it was is it was somebody's fault. Somebody posted like a link. What's the new game coming out? Said I don't. F- what? I think it is. In fact, it your is not. Fault. Someone posted. What's the new one? Uh, Sid Meier's Civilization Alpha Centauri or uh, what's the space one? 
uh, what is it called? Beyond Sid Earth. Meyer's, uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, be- okay. So Sid Meier's Beyond Thunderdome, uh, Dolm, D O L M, uh, Civilization Resurrection That's is the tagline or the okay, sure. subtitle. Yeah. Sure. So Civilization Five Beyond Thunderdome: The Resurrection. Uh, someone posted a gameplay video or something, and then. I think YouTube suggested that I watch a Let's Play video of Civ Five or something, or maybe it came up on the Steam sale. I don't know, but when you when you see when I see Civilization Five, it compels me. It makes you think. It makes you think I need to play. It makes me think 5. I I have a an extra fifteen or twenty hours this weekend that I could easily sink into one game, one giant ridiculous game of Civilization 5. And I did that. And now I'm now I'm at a very very frustrating point. I in in the, in game. the game? Like in in a in, game or in the game of Civilization? In a specific game of Civilization 5. Got it. I am playing as Korea. They get science bonuses. Thus, I have never in Civilization V gotten the science victory. In order to get a science victory, you have to build the uh, space station, basically, first. Mm-hmm. I am now, I believe, at 2033. I believe the game's time limit ends at 2050. Is that right? It does. You have 17 right, so that's turns. great. So I have 17 turns. Well, come to find out that most of these spaceship parts I need to build take at least 18 turns to build. In fact, all of them. Mm. Yeah, that's so. That's so. You have seventeen. So that's that's like. I mean, you're. So you. That's like. If you're trying to do that's like math right now, I I'm. That's like one. So you're one turn. Over. Yeah, yeah. If because eighteen is the number. Yeah, no, that's the number. After it is. 17. It is actually numerically, uh, chronologically, or one of those. Mm-hmm. So. I could I could go back to one of my saves from a couple turns ago, which I may do, but it's it's annoying. I I might have turned off the time limit, but I can't tell if I turned off the time limit because you can turn off the time limit so that it just is civil. Well, I think if you get to the, I mean, if you get to the end, it just goes by score. Anyway. I mean, and I'm going to like I'm going to win literally no matter what. So I'm in the position right now. I have. Like two or three nuclear missiles pointed at my. There are three civilizations left. There were eight, and then I destroyed four of them because they kept pissing me off, which is it was not my 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 preference. But they kept declaring war on me. So what am I going to do? So there are three left. I have nukes pointed at their capitals. I've got nuclear submarines and uh and and uh, battleships up the wazoo and some giant death robots now. Like I could easily get a domination victory. Uh, I have passed the point where I could get a cultural, a diplomatic victory. Diplomatic victory is when uh, the majority of the civilizations vote for you to win. Well, I have like 75% of the the diplomatic vote, but I disable diplomatic victories whenever I play because I feel they're horribly unbalanced and oftentimes come down to who built the Forbidden Palace, which gives you a bonus in the delegation. And basically, if it's you, you win. So I, I just think that's a, ho- a horribly broken okay. victory type. So I disable that one. Uh, cultural victory is so is so ludicrously difficult and painstaking to get that I don't think a computer is ever going to get it. Um, I, I can get it. You've gotten it. You've gotten it with ease. Do you know what civilization you played as when you got it? 
I played as one of the new ones because I wanted to play as a new one, but I can't remember which one it was. Okay. So it's at this point it's kind of like, well, which victory do I want? But I want the science one. Oh, you know what? I played. I played as a civilization that gets a new that gets a at every age they get a free culture track. That is awesome. Peace. Yeah, but I can't. So at every age you just get a free culture. You get a, a free social policy. Which, which civilization it is? Yeah, it's really good. It's a very strong ability because you go through five ages or five yeah. or six. And I'm all about the culture. Our friend Will would be able to tell you without even looking it up, but you know. He probably yeah, would. But, um, so it's still fun. It's still good. It's one of those games where I just get an uncontrollable urge to play it. Like, I I look at my Steam desk, my desktop, where my Steam games are. I look at, like, my console games. I'm just like, I can't play anything but, but Civ. I have to start a game of Civ. But then by the time you get to, like, 20 hours into it, you're a bit done with it. And then you're kind of like, okay, I'm ready for another game. So I'm going to finish... I think one of I think one of Civ's problems, and and it's a problem that um, some kind of less less sophisticated board games have, is there is a point. There's a point in in most games of Civ where there's just this there's kind of this inevitability that occurs in terms of like who's going to win. Yeah. Unless unless you manage to get like just a super close game, but th- those are rarer than maybe they should be, right? But board games are the exact same way, and Civ is is so close to a board game, just far more complex than most board games. Um, but you know the the best board games have ways to come from behind that that may be s- secret from other players or. Um, like other players could have an idea about them, um, but might not know ex- like exactly exactly what's going on, kind of thing. Um, because not as good board games, if somebody gets far ahead, they will just stay ahead and kind of snowball through the rest of the game, and that's what can happen in Civ, I think. And so, like, you get to you know 1955, and you still have a hundred turns left to play, and it's like, well, I in the sole giant civilization I am producing you know three times the amount of money as the next civilization like there's no way I'm going to lose this game do I really want to spend three hours playing this out yeah I've read that that criticism elsewhere and I I'm not like a couple days ago I was having some issues with the happiness of my civilization and that was like a fun problem to solve because I was ahead in everything but I had like negative 26 happiness which meant that my cities were literally just going to start revolting and becoming property of other civilizations. Um, so that, mm-hmm. that there was that. But once I resolved that issue, which was a very easy fix, you just starve all the unhappy citizens and they die. Good job. Um, once mm-hmm. I resolved that... Just like Korea, just like, just like life. life. I mean, Korea, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so once I resolved that, there was a shot at North Korea, so any of our South Korean listeners, uh, I, we apologize. We did not intend to count you in that but uh uh that was a fun problem to solve but yeah like the other day when i was thinking about that problem at work i could not wait to get home and play i was like i have to get home and fix this and now like i got home tonight i did yoga i'm doing the podcast like i'm kind of like i mean i can finish tomorrow i guess because it's just like a matter of finishing i want the steam achievement for doing a science victory but i i agree with what you're saying and i see that flaw the other problem is though 
when you're talking about video game design is if somebody gets like 15 or 20 hours into a game then do you want it to do you want there to be that chance that that person loses like where's that tipping point like in lightning returns final fantasy 13 i told you that i got to the end of like the 60 hour game or 50 hour game or whatever and i could not beat the end boss right and at that point you can't level anymore so i had the option of either starting new game plus from the end boss playing through the whole game again to get back to them or that was kind of it i ended up looking up a strategy online and i i barely beat the last boss but like what if i had gotten that far and not or like um you're supposed to unlock kind of these crystal things to get 13 days uh to get the best ending or whatever, or I, I think to even fight the final boss. What if I had gotten 12 and then just ran out of time to do enough missions and then had to start New Game Plus like 80% into the game? Just like kind of a balance that they hit. That probably would have been, been a bummer. Would have been a bummer. So I'll give you an example since I was since I was likening Civ to board games because, again, that's I think it, it is basically a board game, right? I can agree on that. Um my favorite board game of all time is a game called Twilight Imperium and it's this epic space exploration area control objective control um, victory point game right? and the first person to 9 victory points wins and the game starts off with 1 victory point objectives for there to be public objectives for the, the table to claim but as the game goes on about two-thirds of the way, maybe halfway into the game, um, objectives start to come out that are worth two and sometimes three points. Now, these are usually much harder to get, but if you're only getting to nine points, you can imagine that claiming these objectives really speed the game along. And so, even if somebody gets ahead four to one, for instance, like say you're playing a six-person game, the player who's in first is at four, the next player is at three, and then you've got four players at one point... When you start to inv- to reveal those later objectives, if you position yourself correctly, you can still accelerate to the finish line and end up winning the game. But the chances are certainly less than if you walk into that middle and late game ahead of everyone else, right? But they've also got a great mechanic in this game where everybody has dealt a secret objective that is theirs and theirs alone that is always worth two points, and you can claim that on top of another objective at the end of one of the turns. So... And they, they they pretty much always happen in the middle of the game when the higher objectives, the higher point objectives come out. And so somebody who's at five points can make a four-point swing later in the game and kind of come from behind and win the game. Now, that is much harder to do than somebody who's sitting at eight points and just needs their final point to win because there's, there's other ways to get points as well. But it just... it The mechanic is there, and if you are a good player, you can use that mechanic to still win, even if you are behind. That makes sense. So, yeah, and it's it's awesome, and it's it's made for some incredibly exciting games um, that I have played of Twilight Imperium. But I don't see that kind of mechanic in Civ because once you once you're like getting stomped in Civ, I mean, the the larger civilizations that are stomping you can pretty much just take over, and at that point you might as well just be eliminated from the game. Especially, for instance, you had a plan to to kind of sprawl your cities, take over large areas of land, and kind of conquer other cities. If that plan gets foiled in the middle of the game by another civilization coming and just stomping some of your cities, you can't really 
turn around your social policies in the game to then decide, well, I'm going to go culture now. You'll be so far behind at that point because you didn't start off going for that particular victory condition. So there's just not a lot of ways to come from behind in Civ once things kind of start to get out of yeah, hand. Yeah, it's, it's tricky, and it's one of the most complicated games, I think, out there in terms of the amount of stuff you can and have to do. So I think it's hard to balance perfectly. Sure. Um, my problem with the military is everyone declares war on you, which sucks because sometimes, for like usually for no reason, they will declare war on you. And yet the military AI is pretty terrible. You can somewhat easily trick the computer. Uh, for example... I'm I'm kind of on a, a planet very much like Earth, actually. Uh, I'm kind of, well, at this point, I'm kind of the entire Western Hemisphere. And then China is exactly where China would normally be. And then you've got the rest of the Eastern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. So China's there. They're across the little Pacific Ocean from me. And I've never sent a unit over there. They keep declaring war on me, even though they're very far away. They actually declared war, sent like a fleet of battleships and carriers and infantry and took one of my small coastal cities. And then I just brought a bunch of tanks mm-hmm. and a couple nuclear submarines and destroyed them and took it back. But they keep they keep being at war at me with me. And Florence, the city-state, is situated right uh, uh, just like eight tiles away from their capital. And Florence is my ally, so Florence has war against them. So every turn, yeah, Always. every turn when I get to the city-state's turn and China's turn, it's China with 20 units attacking the city-state. And a unit takes a long time to amass, listener, if you're not familiar with civilization. It takes a, several turns in production to create uh, just massive amounts of units, and the city-state is just destroying all of them. Because city-states are exceptionally well-fortified in that game, and they always have advanced military units. So China has now offered me a peace. That's yeah, so China funny. has now offered me a peace treaty like three times because uh, presumably half of its military is getting destroyed by a city state sitting there because they keep attacking it. That's pretty. That's pretty ridiculous. Now, tactically, they have no reason to attack this city state. They're probably not going to capture it. Although that, although Indonesia captured a city state in my current game, uh, they're just kind of there. There's no reason to war with them. Uh, so it's just ridiculous, and that happens all the time. Uh, like, my civilization was on a continent with a choke point in the middle where there were two city-states, and they're both my allies, but Brazil's on the other side of this choke point. What do they do? They declare war. They march all their soldiers into the territory of the opposing city-states, and the city-states crush their army. And then I'm annoyed because I'm like, thanks, Brazil. I didn't do anything to you. So then I march a bunch of tanks in and destroy their city after their military has been eliminated by the city-states. So the military AI is, is, is kind of terrible, while at the same time the difficulty is exceptionally high because unless you're able to ex- – like I feel like to do well tactically, you have to exploit a weakness of the game as opposed to really thinking through the – you know? Yeah. So – it's not a perfect game. I like the hell out of it. I love it. I like it I like it in spite of its flaws. I think it's still a really fun game and and engaging, but yeah, there's a lot of little issues here and there. Still having sure. fun with it though. Um so did you want to give an update on your Final Fantasy V four job fiesta? Yeah, very very few updates. So the last time I said I was near the end of the game, right? Well, now I am at the end of the game and it is I I have realized that I may have one of the 
worst party compositions that, that you may be able to get in the game Good. legitimately for this four job fiesta. And my big my biggest problem is that I really have three of the classes. I've gone through them before, but the four classes that I'm required to use are uh Thief, Red Mage, Ninja, and Dancer. Of those four classes, the only one that really brings end game style utility is my ninja. Um even my red mage I've I've realized because the red mage gets an ability that allows them to cast two spells in a row of any spells that your character has learned. Well, none of my characters can't learn spells because they don't have any other mages. I've got no synergy um, to have that red mage work with any other classes. And so, like I, the red mage ends up being worthless as well. And so, I really just have my ninja as as ter- in terms of a class with good utility. And so, I'm just kind of stuck. I'm at Neo X Death, who's the final boss in the game. And he's a he's just a a beast. So I don't really know. The only thing I I could I I think I'm going to do some research into maybe some some tricks because at this point I'm kind of stumped in terms of what I've tried to do. I blew all of my money on these ridiculously strong throwing weapons, um, but I have no like the way you're supposed to defeat him at the end. Again, he's got four little pieces to his final form you're supposed to attack them all at once and to kind of destroy them all at once. I have no multi-target anything. And there are no items like so bomb I have, fragments or anything you can use? Not that is significant. Uh, not that can cause like a significant enough amount of damage. You get those from throwing throwing stuff. Hmm. Um, but it's only single target high amounts of damage. And so like, I'm wondering if maybe there's going to be a trick. Because to be perfectly honest... It's one ability that the boss uses. It is legitimately just a single ability that the boss uses that that is kind of screwing me over. Um, so I need to figure out if there's like a special trick. Maybe there's an item that I can farm up that negates that particular ability. I don't know if it's an elemental ability or if it's just something... Because I can't... The other thing is, is it causes a massive amount of damage to all of my characters. And in a regular party, I would have white magic on a character and I would just heal everybody up with like a multi-target heal spell. I don't have those or I don't have them nearly powerful enough to heal up my whole party. So I'm just kind of stuck. I'm just really What level is your party? About 50. Oh. <laughs> which the, the, the first time I ever the first time I ever beat the game, I beat it with my characters around level like 43. So I'm already kind of over-leveled for the Yeah, but you have so much headroom. You can just grind up to, like, 80. The the experience curve in Final Fantasy V is not really one where you grind up to 80. Yeah, I know. Because I'm already at the... Like, I'm already at the point where it takes about 40 battles, I would say. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so, you know, it's a... Like, it's a... it's, It's just kind of a discouraging process. And I just... I wish I had... I wish I had some sort of key with my current party composition to to be like all right I'm just I like this is the way to do this I can just spam this and be done with it but there's just there's just not there's just not and everybody's so weak and everybody's got low hit points that it's I don't know I don't know I don't know how I'm going to handle it I mean the the brute in me just kind of wants to spend 6 hours leveling up and then go at it again and see if that's enough and it probably would be but that sounds less fun like it it sounds really monotonous. And that's something I'm terribly ready to commit yet when I'm having trouble finding 20 and 30 minutes to play games. You know what I mean? Yeah, that uh, sounds like it could be problematic. But I think I have till September, so I got plenty of time. 
I, uh, my laptop decided it doesn't feel like taking electricity from my, uh, my walls. Oh, there it is. Good. <laughs> so, it's a weird problem. I know, problem isn't it though? Podcast saved. It's kind of a jerk. It's kind of a well, jerk laptop. It happens. Well, I, well, this isn't my charger. I'm borrowing this charger from work. Uh, my charger is in your house. Oh, good luck finding yeah. that. So thanks for sending me that. I should take a picture. I should take a picture of my basement so you can see what it looks like down there. I don't. I can't even get. I can't even get into my basement. Yeah, at this sounds point. about right. Which is fine. Had you shipped me awesome. my charger that I forgot at your house when I asked you to? Oh, it's in the mail. When no, I asked mail. you I to, then we wouldn't have this I'll problem. Ship it tomorrow. You'll get I'm it in taking a it days. out of your pay if I have to buy my own charger. Mm-hmm. I'll ship it. Like I said, I'll I'll ship it tomorrow. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure I can, you can find I can it. Find okay. it very, yeah, very easily. All right. Well, um, I mean, that's kind of it for today. We I know we didn't it have is. much to talk about, listener. But you know, John's clearly been busy with stuff. I just got sucked into this Civ Five death trap. I and when that happens, there's no other games to talk about. Not much has happened in gaming news this week, really. No, not at not at all. I mean, it's been a very, you know, I think this is the standard cycle for video games. Um, it, the summertime is just slow. Like people go outside sometimes. Sometimes, let's not Some get too crazy. Do. Some people, yeah. Uh, I I will yeah. just do a quick update. I'm I'm still working in Bravely Default. Once you hit chapter five in Bravely Default, there is a significant difficulty spike. Now, for background, after we recorded the podcast where you gave your first impressions, or at some point you 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 said on the podcast the game was a bit easy, so I was like ha- I was halfway into chapter one at that point. It was very early in the game, so I set the difficulty to hard mode, and I've played the entire game hard mode since. With, uh, I thought a very very reasonable amount of difficulty. I thought it was uh, it was very challenging, very rewarding. It was it was good balance. Got to chapter five, no. Nope, can't do it. Need to grind badly. So, Adia, my black mage, has knows death now, which is level six spell, kills the opponent in one hit, and a support ability, uh, something that lets her cast a single target spell on every opponent. And I have another support ability that lowers the cost of magic points. So for twelve magic points, because death is only a fifteen magic point spell, and I get a discount. For 12 magic points, I can cast death on everyone on the opposing team, on all of the enemies. So I found... And it oftentimes works. Um, well, it works almost 100% of the time at my current level. I started leveling, I think I was in the low to mid-60s when I started leveling, and... I, I toyed around with a few different methods of, of leveling because I, I didn't figure the strategy out for a while. But up until about level 70 or so, I would say, or mid-70s, low, low to mid-70s, I was actually going to a, a place with a lot of undead monsters and casting rays on all of them with Agnes. Then I found a place with equal difficulty monsters and, and rewards but with no undead creatures because you can't cast death on an undead creature, right? So... In the interest of time management, it was inefficient to go into a battle and have to manually choose targets for rays and targets for death. Now I'm in an area where I can just death all every battle. And in the morning, it takes I have like a 35 to 40 minute, maybe like a 30, 30 to 40 minute train ride in the morning. I was texting you mm-hmm. this morning 
I started at level 80. By the time I got to work, my entire party was a level 86. And by the time I got home, I was my entire party is now at level 95. So <laughs> using this method and uh, uh to to um to explain the increase in speed, somewhere in the mid 70s to late 70s, I got the growth egg, which sacrifices all money you get after a battle but doubles your experience job points. So I've been doubling everything. Sure. And you get bonuses for winning a battle. You get bonuses, experience points, and job points for winning a battle without taking damage and for winning a battle uh, in one turn. In one turn, And you get extra money for winning a battle by sweeping the enemy, so killing them all with one spell. So for a while, I was getting some bonuses from that. But yeah, that's the way to do it. That's the way to really... You know, I thought to myself, oh, I'll get to like 70 or 75 and it'll be good. But it just became so addictive because it was so easy to level... That now I'm at 95, and it's like... Yeah, you know, as as kind of a, a cheater way as it sounds, uh, the, the PC version of Final Fantasy VII, I think, really kind of gets it right. So one of the things that they added was they just added basically a... They basically added an auto-level button. So you just hit the button and you raise your character stats that way, which is the equivalent of leveling them. Really? And, yeah... And when you think about it, like, there, there is probably the, – the enjoyment that is derived from grinding is probably due to, I guess, feeling like you are working for, for your levels. But ultimately, the end result is the same, whether – like, it just you, – you say there's so many video games to play, and there's so not enough time to play them that if you – like, if, if you know you are able to get to that final goal – and quite literally, the only thing you are doing to get there is to run around in the same circle over and over again to raise your stats. It makes sense to me to then instead just put in a button that says, all right, just raise the stats. And don't spend six hours running around fighting the same yeah, stuff. Yeah, I agree, and again. I think Square does an exceptional job of this because I've also heard that in Final Fantasy VIII, you can just click a button to increase the quantity of magic spells your party has so you don't have to draw from enemies for hours on end. Which is great. Which- yeah, Sounds which is great. essentially how you level in that game. I mean, honestly, it's yeah. better even to draw and junction spells to your stats than it is to level. You, yeah, and I mean, you know, you can you can use that however you'd want, but the way that I would see myself using that is, I would play the game just as normal, and then if I hit some like, if I hit some small difficulty spike, I may even still grind a bit to. Like, if I needed to gain a single level for my party or something, I may even still grind to gain that single level. Kind of where I would see this being the most beneficial is in a situation like what you just said, where you hit just this insane difficulty spike that was going to take a significant amount of of power leveling, yeah. right? Before you were going to be able to kind of continue with the story. So you knew you were going to have to invest some serious time in literally just running around to gain levels. And that would be a great opportunity to just be able to be like, all right, I'm going to hit a button. Everybody's like 20 levels higher now. I'm still going to make this challenging for myself because I want the game to be fun. But now I just didn't have to spend, you know, three hours doing the same thing over and over Yeah, again. exactly. And, and we'll see if I broke the game with difficulty now because even if I switch back to hard mode, I mean, I went from level 60 to level 95. Like, my stats are going to be really high 
So right. I know I went from barely beating bosses to I'll be able to beat them, but am I just gonna like? Am I just gonna? squash them now i don't know we'll see I'll, I'll keep you posted on that yeah don't get me wrong bravely default did some great like they already did some great stuff to push the genre forward with that random encounter slider um i think that's awesome yeah it makes leveling so, really really fast because i doubled the enemy encounter rate so it takes like eight right. steps and i'm in a battle every time right right it's my my comment was just about like having like a an auto level or auto power up feature is basically the, like the logical extension of that. Sure. Instead of will enable you to grind faster, it's will enable you to grind really really faster. To or just not really really grind. more fasterly, honestly. Really really I think, more fasterly. Yeah. It's a good good adverb. Thank you. Ad, ad, present perfect participle verb adverb beyond earth. Person, the resurrection. Place, Thunderdome. So, I forgot to ask listeners what they played this weekend. <laughs> I've been busy. You know, our listeners are probably they're probably taking summer summertime to, to do family stuff. They're probably stuff. doing family stuff with our that. podcast playing. They're probably at cookouts right now. Like there is probably a listener mm-hmm. at a cookout with his family and they're all being silent listening to us on the outdoor speakers. And we've disappointed them with that's a ter- that's a terrifying thought actually. I really hope I really hope you're not subjecting your family to this. I hope you're not subjecting anyone to well, this. I hope you've stopped listening by loud. I, I, I disagree with Jonathan. I want you to make people listen to our podcast, especially people that don't want to, because I feel that's the best way for us to grow our audience organically. Yeah, you're probably right. Thank you for that. So, listener, if you could, if you could uh, tie a loved one down this weekend, um, and maybe put headphones on them so you don't necessarily have to listen to the episode again, because that'd be redundant. Um, but tie them down and then make them listen to uh, one of our episodes. Um, we would appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think we speak for everyone, literally, when we say that. All right, so uh, please find us at unqualifiedgamers.com and subscribe to us literally everywhere. We're on the social media. Do it. Mm, we are. That's all I have to say. Mostly me, really, because look at your face. Yeah, I try to I try to stay in the shadows. I'm like the the hunchback of Notre Dame, right? Like, he took care of the chapel, right? So, like, he was important, but he was hideous. But he did eat that woman at the end of the story. Am I mixing my stories?